next on America Now. Imagine seeing someone go into cardiac arrest. He had no pulse, he wasn't breathing, so uh, CPR definitely wasn't working for him. Would you know how to use a defibrillator to save his life? Shock advised. Shock delivered. We'll show you the simple steps you need to know to restart a heart. And young kids using old cell phones as toys. 911, what's your emergency? Has it already cost someone their life? They don't understand what they've done. What is your emergency? Learn how to prevent a catastrophe waiting to happen. Then, can you really trust those user-generated online reviews, or are they all hype? How to tell the difference between what's real and what's fake, next on America Now. Plus, love your kitty, but hate cleaning his litter box. We test the product that promises to make scooping a thing of the past. Just some of the stories coming up on America Now with Lisa Gibbons and Bill Ransom, the show that delivers you the news you can really use. Hey guys, we've got a great show for you today. I'm Bill Rancic. And I'm Lisa Givens. Great to have you with us for America Now. We begin this edition with a nightmare scenario. Someone goes into cardiac arrest right in front of you. Would you know what to do? Yeah, that's a great question. But look around because help could be right in plain sight. Here's what you need to know. According to the Centers for Disease Control, over 325,000 Americans die every year from cardiac arrest. That's when the heart suddenly stops beating. 95% of these victims die because they don't get medical help soon enough. But thanks to modern technology, there's now a device that anyone can use to increase a victim's chance of survival by as much as 75%. The Automated External Defibrillator, or AED, is showing up in more public places across the country. But even though this machine saves thousands of lives every year, too many people are afraid to use them. In Santa Monica, California, fitness instructor Tracy Smith was thrown into crisis mode when one of her regular students suddenly collapsed. He lost all color in his face, then his eyes were fluttering, then he fell against the pole that was next to his bike. While other club members, including two doctors, just stood by and watched, Tracy started CPR. As club manager, Ahmad Mitchell grabbed the AED. He had no pulse, he wasn't breathing, so uh, CPR definitely wasn't working for him. As Ahmad prepared to use the AED, some of the onlookers discouraged him. They were like, hey, don't use the AED. You're not supposed to use that. Uh, but we know that the AEDs are, are safe. The machine told Ahmad exactly what to do. Shock advised. He followed the audio instructions and shocked the victim twice before paramedics arrived. Thanks to the quick actions of Tracy and Ahmad and the availability of an AED on scene, they were able to save a person's life. Santa Monica Fire Chief Jose Torres says, don't be afraid to use an AED. Many people are afraid to use them for liability reasons. Apply pads to patients' bare chest. The use of an AED is covered by Good Samaritan laws. Analyzing heart rhythm. Shock advised. There shouldn't be any fear in using the machine to help somebody. Shock delivered. When you go into a facility, look for the exits, look for the fire extinguishers, but also look for the AED. Chief Torres stresses when someone's heart stops, an electrical shock is the best chance for survival. 
Chief Torres, you know, we all know the AED works on adults, but can it be used on a child or even a toddler? The AED can be used on a child, it could be used on a toddler and an adult. There's no age limit to the use of the AED. Um, that's the beauty of it. In a dire emergency, if there isn't child AED pads, you can use the adult pads on the child. That's great to know. Thanks, Chief Torres. Okay, it's often said the devil's in the details, right? Well, perhaps nowhere is that more true than in online product reviews. Can you trust what you read on the internet? We've got some hints for detecting deception. I mean, that's why I created the internet, you know? I mean, what parts of it? You know, I mean, I invented the uh, comment sections, you know, obviously, <laughs> tagging on Facebook, buffering, that's me, I'm the buffering guy. You know the other thing the devil probably invented on the internet? User review sites. You never know if those reviews are really those people padding the reviews to pump themselves up or someone with an axe to grind who's trying to smear someone's good name. ReviewSkeptic.com is a great beta site where you can copy and paste a questionable review. The folks who run it can tell you just how honest that review really is. They also have great advice on how you can know if a user review is truthful or deceptive. One, don't trust reviews that don't give details. Instead of saying the hotel room didn't have enough space to store my suitcase, the review's vague, like the rooms are just awful. Two, trust reviews of the reviews. A good example of that is urbanspoon.com, my favorite user review site for restaurants. Urban Spoon's user reviews include this handy little question, was this review helpful, where you click yes or no? That feature's designed to hold the reviewers accountable. The ones with the most unhelpful marks, you can just ignore. Seek confirmation from other sites. Type the name of the product, service, or company along with the word reviews into Google. Look to see if the reviews swing dramatically from one opinion to the other. Beware strong opinions and few specifics. Over-the-top praise or badgering criticism, both are signs of dishonest reviews. Trust reviews by verified customers. On Amazon.com, for example, reviews marked Amazon Verified Purchase indicate those reviews were written by someone who actually bought the product, so they should know. Andy Wise, America Net. Has a tight budget forced you to tighten your belt? Learn how to shop smart and eat healthy during hard times. And startling new info about men preparing for fatherhood. Could dad's hormones change too? We got lots more news you can really use just ahead. So stand by, Bill and I will be right back. Here's something that's quite surprising. There's been a rise in accidental 911 calls and it's putting a real stress on the system and it could end up costing people their lives. But the question is, why is this happening? Here's why. Federal law requires that cell phones be able to call 911 even if the service plan has been turned off. So guess what happens when young kids are given old cell phones to play with as toys? Here's what you need to know. Uh, yeah, 911, what's your emergency? When we hear the sirens for 911, we obviously expect it to be a true emergency on the other end. But police say that's not always the case. It's usually kids that have phones that have been disconnected, and the parents give the phones to the children, and they hit certain buttons on it and it goes to 911. It's an emergency feature. Even a phone that's out of service can call 911. 
But in a child's hands, that can mean trouble. They don't understand what they've done. Now they're all excited because all of a sudden this what they think is a toy now is speaking to them. emergency? And police say it happens very often. emergency? The dispatcher tries to call the phone back but can't, but she is able to trace the location of the call and sends officers to investigate. It's obviously tying up an emergency line. Then we're tying up resources sending, you know, a, an officer kind of on a wild goose chase. When police do track down the pint-sized offender, officers say mom and dad usually are shocked to learn their phone could cause so much trouble. Take the battery out of the phone and that really makes the kids mad because it doesn't beep anymore, but, you know, makes our life easier. Carly O'Keefe, America Now. Here's another tip. The FCC says to refrain from programming your cell phone to call 911 at the touch of a single button because that, too, results in lots of accidental dials. If you want to learn more about using 911 with cell phones, contact us online at AmericanNowNews.com. Now, I know you don't need the Consumer Price Index to tell you the cost of food, well, it's up. But don't turn to junk just to save a buck. We've cooked up some ways to eat right even when the money is tight. Many families these days are struggling to put meals on the table with higher food prices. But there are several ways to stretch your dollars. One of the best, start before you shop. Plan a couple days ahead with regard to your menu. Know what you need, have a list, and stick to it. It's really important that you follow that because it's easy to get distracted when you go to the grocery store. One way to avoid getting distracted by impulse buys is not to shop when you're hungry. Save on produce, buy fruits and vegetables that are in season since these are typically on sale. And because meats tend to be an expensive item, try to swap these out with vegetarian protein options. Find ways to incorporate more non-meat dishes at least once a week into your menu. Beans, legumes, quinoa are great sources of protein. There's another benefit to purchasing dried lentils and whole grains like brown rice. They last a long time without spoiling. So become a smart, healthy food shopper and keep a few more dollars in your wallet. Maternity. It's not just a woman's job anymore. The changes that she's having are going to take a toll on her husband as well. I've been getting more leg cramps recently, and I think he's been getting leg cramps. Find out what else this shocking study says. And do your eyes lack luster? I'll show you how to create a high-end look by unleashing the power of pigment. When America Now returns. Don't forget to download our America Now app, and you're going to love it, and I know you'll love it because... It's free! <laughs> We got more news you can really use coming up. Stay close. There's a new study out there that has now definitively revealed that fathers to be really do go through verifiable biological changes when their partner is pregnant. Ah, uh, but what kind of changes? That's the question. Watch this. Melanie Headley holds her natural childbirth class. All of these young couples are first-time parents. And while the changes the women are going through would seem obvious to anyone, the men here are also experiencing real physiological changes. In a recent study, first-time fathers were given weekly blood tests with their wives, and their blood analysis was startling. 
Just like the expected mothers, the dads saw documentable changes, namely a lowering of testosterone and a spike in a hormone called prolactin. The hormonal shift that most men experience when they father a child cause very real symptoms. Typically, expectant fathers gain weight, usually about 10% of their own body weight. The loss of testosterone lowers sex drive, making them less competitive and less likely to stray from their partners. Meanwhile, a spike in prolactin acts like an opiate, arousing tender and protective feelings toward their spouse. I worry about even silly things like her picking up stuff, and I don't want her to injure herself or hurt the baby. Another male symptom is phantom pains, experiencing cramps, backaches, even the swelling of the feet, just like women. I've been getting more leg cramps recently, and I think he's been getting leg cramps, and we thought maybe that was because of the syndrome, but we don't know. The changes that she's having in her body biologically are going to take a toll on her husband as well, on her partner. They're going to go through the same kind of cycles, and they're going to sync up with that. I believe in that. Kurt Autry, America Now. Okay, ladies, time for some great makeup tips. You ready? The word of the day is pigments. Our beauty expert shows us how to use these loose color powders to create a dramatic new look for your eyes. Eye-popping pigments are all over fashion magazines. These intense, saturated colors will accentuate your eyes with glamour. And a night out on the town is the perfect excuse to try a look that seems difficult, but is actually really easy to achieve. Now this is Precious, and Precious, I'm gonna use pigments on your eyes today. And typically, I would do foundation first, but they can have a lot of fallout under your eyes, so I wanna make sure that I can clean that up completely without ruining your foundation. So I'm going to start with a primer. Now a thin layer of primer on your eyelid is gonna create a barrier between your skin and the pigment, so your pigment will last a little bit longer. When you're using pigments, you don't need a lot of product, so just tap a little bit into the cap. And remember, with makeup, you can always add more and go forward, but taking it off and going backwards is next to impossible. So my trick to really unlocking the power of pigments is using a damp brush. I like to use a damp brush because you get a more concentrated, rich color. You want to press instead of using a sweeping motion. This allows you a more concentrated color, and it really gives you control over where the pigment ends up. So I'm going to let that set for just a minute, and while it does, I'm going to pick out an eyeshadow that's going to help soften that line and smooth out the edges a little bit. So I'm just applying a matte shadow right into your crease to soften that edge that we made with the pigment. This will help everything just blend together nicely. I like to finish off this look with a little bit of liquid or gel eyeliner. It's going to help intensify the color, and it's going to help preserve the look that we've created. Now you don't want to leave your lashes hanging, so I'm going to curl and apply mascara. Pigments are a great way to give a high-end look to your eyes. And if you follow my application process, you'll find that it's not all that difficult. I'm Jessica Mativier, America Now. The new sift and toss liners that claim to make freshening your feline's litter box a breeze. Will they prove to be the cat's meow or a real catastrophe? Find out when we test them next. But first... We know how you like your tips. And we've got a good one for you. You're going to love this one. Mothballs may help save your clothes, but they can also emit dangerous pesticides. Here are three safer alternatives. Number one, hanging cedar blocks or bags of cedar chips can do the trick and have a pleasant aroma. Number two, try sachets of dried lavender. 
their sweet, fresh smell is known to deter moths. And number three, small open containers of white peppercorns are also known to ward off these flying insects. If you've got tips, we want you to share them with us. So post them on our American Out Facebook page, but stand by, because there's more news you can use right ahead. If you own a cat, and I know you do, Lisa, you know all about that litter box, right? It's horrifying. We horrifying. hate the litter box. But what if you could keep the litter clean without actually having to scoop? I'm pulling for this one. It's a mesh product called Sift and Toss. It claims to do that. Is it really the cat's meow? Keeping your kitty's litter box clean isn't a fun job, but it has to be done. If you're looking for a faster, easier alternative to scooping, there is a box of mesh liners that could be just what you need. Sift and Toss is supposed to grab the dirty litter, leaving the clean litter behind. 